And happy October! It is the month of fall foliage. That is today's topic right here on Weather Jazz. Welcome! This is a world audience podcast about anything and everything weather science, earth science, and even weather related things that we'll be talking about today. I am your host. I'm the creator of the Weather Jazz podcast, Andre Bernier. I am the senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. And this is episode number 242 for Friday. We made it October 1st, 2021. What a great month this is. The days are getting shorter. The nights are getting longer and cooler And that is one of the cues given to the deciduous trees to begin to shut down the chlorophyll production. When that happens, all of the other pigments begin to come out. You see, those pigments are there to begin with, but chlorophyll is dominant. So that's why in most trees in the summertime and even in the early fall, the leaves look green until the chlorophyll factory shuts down. Once that happens, we start seeing some of the other colors, the carotenes, the oranges, the anthocyanins, the reds, and some really amazing color combinations between some of the greens still left over, the reds, the oranges, the yellows. It's a color explosion, but not the entire world sees it. Dick Goddard once told us that only 12% of the landmass of the Earth experiences this season. So consider yourself lucky if you see that fall foliage in the month of October or November, dependent on just exactly where you are in the United States. Well, today's guest is a fall foliage expert. His name in real life is Jeff Folger. However, He has developed such a wonderful reputation for knowing the hot spots and knowing the places to go and the times to go that Yankee Magazine, who hosts a lot of his work, has renamed him Jeff Foliage. In fact, his website is also so named because he has developed quite a reputation, especially in the northeastern United States, in New England, of knowing just exactly what time and the places to go and the recommendations that he has made over the last several decades. I had a wonderful conversation with Jeff this week. In fact, we're going to head to that conversation right now. Let's get to know Jeff and how he got into this, and then we'll talk a lot about this year compared to other years. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us and for reaching out uh, to Weather Jazz. It's great to have you on the podcast at the perfect 
time? Well, any time in the fall is a perfect time for me. That's what I really enjoy. So thank you for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Well, you are very, very busy right now. I mean, this is the time of year (laughs) where you're running around, you're looking at fall foliage, you're assessing it, you write for multiple media outlets, uh, and of course you do interviews all over the place. We thank you for making time to be on Weather Jazz. So this year with fall foliage here in Northeast Ohio, you know, it's just really beginning. We peak in mid-October. Very similar to maybe where my hometown is, southern New England, New Bedford. They peak mid to late October. But things are really ramping up now. I've seen images. Sugarloaf Mountain in Maine. I've seen images from John Rowe, uh, the aerial photographer in Island Pond, Vermont. Things are looking really nice this year, aren't they? Uh, Some of the colors I've been seeing have been just epic. They've been so beautiful. And, uh, you know, like I said, John Rose, uh, aerial photography, drone photography is uh, very beautiful. Gives me a really good bird's eye view of what's going on up in Vermont, northern New Hampshire. I just came back from Maine and uh, spent about three days up there. And it uh, is just gorgeous. You know, one of the big things I find was... This is the first year I've gone out with drone myself and, Mm -hmm. you know, you're driving along and you see it from the ground level and it gives you, you know, just a single perspective. But when you all of a sudden you get up above it, you find out what the landscape in Maine is really about. And then Mm. it just blows your mind. It's like, you know, views of the mountains with, you know, just the entire slopes covered in the fall colors. It's just something to see. You don't see that in Maine. You can't, get the big picture unless you get to someplace like quill hill which is 360 degree panorama all the way around the hill it's a bald top and you get up there and it's like wow you can see for miles and miles it's lovely now i'm not familiar with quill hill where is it in maine uh if you travel along uh, route 16 uh, out of rangeley um it's mm-hmm. just oh, yeah. maybe four or five seven miles i think outside of rangeley maine on Route 16, mm-hmm. heading north, northeast, and, ah. and um, it's you know, just on the right as you go. Yeah, I'm familiar with, with Rangeley. We vacationed there a number of times, and what, what a stunning, stunning place. If anybody is looking for a great fall foliage uh, vacation spot, Rangeley, Maine, it's a little difficult to get to because there are no major roads that go there, but I recommend it. It is worth the extra effort to get to Rangeley or really anywhere in Northwest Maine. Oh, yeah. Uh, so this coming week is going to be gorgeous there. Mm, <laughs> is it going to be peak this week in Rangeley? I would think so. Um, it's mm-hmm. The temperatures are dropping. Um, it's getting much cooler. The uh, date, not a lot of rain. So it's been sunny days perfect mix of what we need to see to really get the colors to turn. And I noticed this morning that for the first morning uh, this year or this season so far, that northeastern Vermont and parts of northern uh, New Hampshire had overnight lows right at the frost point. Uh, That is particularly helpful in producing that color, isn't it? It makes it jump out. It really Mm -hmm. brightens it up it gets the trees to really start turning fast. And that's what we kind of like to see. You know, 
it's uh, right now we got like a slow burn going on in much of northern New England, you know, below these northern areas. And it's a slow burn is simply a slow to develop, slow to bring on the colors and then slow to go out. And it gives mm-hmm. it a, a lot of chances to lose our leaves due to wind and rain. And, you know, I really like to see it come in a lot faster. Like last year, 2020, it came in. We had nine, 10 days of uh, some 20s, 30s, and 40s in New England. And it was, it just brought the colors on really fast at the end of September. It was beautiful. Jeff, how long have you been doing this, this uh, kind of uh, uh, fall foliage peeping, if you will? Hmm. Well, I retired from the Air Force uh, back in 03. And, um, mm-hmm. I came up to New England, uh, didn't really retire because you can't afford to retire on military pay, but I got a job and um, I started in the fall, September, started traveling. I found um, uh, Yankee Magazine, which is a local periodical uh, here in New England. A lot of people may know about it. Um, I was They asked me in 2006 to become their first foliage blogger. And um, I did that for a, a few years and uh, that just... Uh, know got me going and it's like they gave me the nickname jeff foliage and uh, i just i just kept it and just ran with it that's awesome that's that's terrific so you've had uh, now almost 20 years of uh, shall i call it professional fall foliage peeping under your belt and out of all of those years which one or perhaps more than one stand out as being some of your favorite or one of your favorite years? Wow. <laughs> uh, there's been several. Uh, 2012 was uh, a chilly year and mm-hmm. we had some early colors. Um, I often talk about the beaver pond up in uh, Woodstock, New Hampshire in that area. And uh, I was up there at dawn one morning and it was gorgeous. And it just, you mm-hmm. know, uh, a little while later, a few a weeks later, I was over in Smuggler's Notch on Columbus Day weekend and, you know, at dawn and just watching the light break over Mount Mansfield and all the colors and those winding, twisting roads. So 2012 was really good. 2015 was another good year. 2020, I oh, that was uh, the first time I'd seen fall peak color that early in New England was in September, late September, you know, between the 20th and 27th. And it was like, wow, never had happened before. So it took a pandemic to give us really early fall colors. Well, Jeff, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll kind of pick your brain a little bit about this year, about places to go, and maybe Mm -hmm. you can share some of your favorite photos uh, for weatherjazz.com that we can post. Uh, And uh, we'll chat about that here in just a second. How does that sound? Wonderful. All right. Short break. We'll be right back. All right. We're back on the back half of the program today. We're talking with a fall foliage expert. And I do not use that term loosely. I mean, you really have developed a reputation, Jeff, of really understanding what makes fall foliage what it is, what makes it attractive to those of us on the earth that get to see it and experience it. Because as our, our chief meteorologist, uh, he, he's now gone, 
but he he passed away at 89. He had a long career here in, in Cleveland. He was essentially the Don Kent of Cleveland. And he said that only 12% of the Earth's surface actually experience fall foliage color. So we are really fortunate to live in that zone. You mentioned a couple of very important years that were particularly stunning, every one of them unique, what, 2012, 2015, and 2020. How is this year looking in the broad perspective of all of the years that you've been collecting data and taking pictures? (laughs) Well, I would say this year has the potential to be very colorful. The, we had a lot of rain over the summer. Um, sometimes it can be <laughs> a double-edged sword. Uh, we're seeing some early leaf drop in a few small areas. And, you know, people are going to run into that. I always tell them, just move your feet. If you're not seeing what you want to see, go down the road a ways. You will see it. Um, but there's the potential to have some beautiful fall colors. And I was just up in Maine and I saw the results of some of those beautiful fall colors. They were simply gorgeous. And um, I think it's slow compared to other years. Mm-hmm. You know, normally by the 1st of October, we're seeing the White Mountains, you know, uh, most of uh, northern you know, Vermont, northeastern Vermont. And, uh, you know, those are really substantially turned by that time, you know, uh, or at least very colorful, if not peak. Uh, this year, it's slower. We got a slow mm. burn going on, which is a term that I came up with to describe slow to develop, slow to peak, and then slow to leave. And it, it isn't that it's a bad thing to have. It's really good, good as long as we don't have bad weather that interrupts it. Mm, okay. Now, northern New England's uh, climatological, uh, meteorological conditions this year versus southern New England is very different. I still have family that lives in southern New England, and they're talking about uh, drought conditions. Northern New England had all that rain uh, initially in, in the summer, as you mentioned. How do you anticipate that to play a part in the equation of of the fall foliage color season for southern New England as opposed to northern New England? Well, southern New England, the temperatures are not cooperating as much as I would like. I would Mm -hmm. like to see them drop down. I mean, I think by Friday, we're looking at between tonight through Friday, we're looking at lows in the 40s in much Mm -hmm. of uh, southern New England, Massachusetts, western mass. I'm seeing 30s. You know, yeah, through yeah. next, I think, Tuesday, you know, but it mm-hmm. looks like it's starting to slide back up again after Friday, getting a little warmer back into the 40s and 50s, which, you know, if we got down and stayed our nighttime temps in the 30s and low 40s, then we'd see the colors pick up in southern New England. I think mm-hmm. that we'll go ahead and stay slow to develop. Um The only thing with drought is it tends to weaken the connectivity between a leaf and the branch and Mm -hmm. they drop sooner, a lighter breeze, Mm -hmm. a little bit of rain, a breeze and boom, they're on the ground. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of those things that really affects if we get a balanced year, everything's perfect. The amount of sun we get, the amount of rain, everything's good. Things, you know, last a lot longer for us. The leaves stay on the trees this year. I think they're going to, 
color up and they're going to drop, but they're going to be delayed in doing so. So mid, uh, I tell people from Massachusetts, Connecticut, Rhode Island, mid October to late October, the closer you get to the water, the later. We're talking to Jeff Folger, and he lives in New England now, and he, for the last two decades plus, has been monitoring leaf uh, fall foliage uh, seasons and taking a ton of pictures and directing people as to where they should or shouldn't go. A couple of more questions before we wrap up here today. One, in your observational uh, assessment, what is the best kind of weather, both leading up to fall foliage season and in the fall foliage season, will bring you the best, brightest colors? <laughs> well, this is an easy one. Um, uh, bright, sunny days, not too hot, 60s, 70s, um, cool to cold nights, uh, upper 30s to low 40s. A little bit of frost is okay. We don't want to see a hard freeze. Um, and uh, if we have a balance over the spring and summer of rain, but going into September, I like to see it um, drop down to a minimum through October. So mm-hmm. a little bit of rain's good, but if we're if the leaves are a little dry, um, that they haven't had as much rain in September, they tend to concentrate the sugars, which means they also brighten the colors. So mm. I like to see it kind of not go into a drought, but go into a, a drier period where we just have a minimum amount of rain. That would be perfect. <laughs> we seldom seem to get that nowadays, though. Yeah, so it's, it's the best. We've seen a little bit of that this year, haven't we? In uh, in parts of uh, New England, the the mini not not drought as you mentioned it, but kind yeah. of a dry period. There have been occasional ones. I mean, July mm-hmm. through much of uh, Massachusetts, uh, Connecticut, Rhode Island, uh, we had a lot of rain right in the middle of all for the month of July. But it was dry leading up to that, and kind of hit or miss after it, and then. Um, Oh, uh, Hurricane Henry came through. No, Sam. No, Henry. Henry. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Henry, Henry yeah. came through and he came in through Connecticut, um, parts of Rhode Island, up through Massachusetts, then over into New York, which was a very unusual track for it to take. And that brought a ton of rain in August and uh, over a very short period. So um, I'd, <laughs> I'd rather not see us get all the rain at one time. It would be better if Mother Nature would just let us have, uh, you know, an inch every week, you know, once a week and, you know, just program it in for us. And we'd appreciate it a lot more. Sounds like William Shakespeare and, and his ideal meteorological condition of having all of the rain between 4 and 6 a.m. before we wake up so that it's, <laughs> it's all happening while we're sleeping and just a little bit at a time. Yes. What, what is or do you have, I should ask? Your do you have a favorite spot that you always go to every year just to witness the color, or do you have many of them? I would say many. Um, mm-hmm. I love Franconia Notch in New Hampshire. I love uh, going up through uh, along uh, well, Route 100 in Vermont, but uh, Route 12 uh, through uh, Norwich and Northfield, Vermont, um, where they have five covered red 
red covered bridges. I love that. And you know, right in Northfield, Vermont there. And there's all sorts of spaces like that um, up to Smuggler's Notch. It's just phenomenal to take these super, super tight turns and try and mm. squeeze among the boulders. And uh, at the same time, someone else is coming the other way doing exactly the same thing. And usually you'll see the person there stopping sticking their phone out the window, looking up at the trees and snapping <laughs> uh, a picture, but they're stuck oh, in the middle it. of the room. Mm-hmm. Oh, but um, aside from little things like that, there's just so many beautiful areas in New England. Uh, uh-huh. Last fall, uh, 2020, we were down along uh, Route 5 in uh, the uh, Holyoke and Sunderland areas of Massachusetts. And, you know, we found a, uh, uh, I think it was Groveton, but it was uh, Groton, Groton, Massachusetts. We found mm. this castle on the hill and you mm. know the, what was remained of it. And you walk up this big, tall pathway to get up there. I was very much out of breath by the time I got up there. But the view down on the valley on the village of Groton, there's several mm. churches down there. with The white steeples coming up through the fall colors. So every year I seem to find one or two new areas that just get added to the list. Um, the ever-growing list of Jeff's mm-hmm. favorites. Jeff, would you do me a favor and send me perhaps a handful of your absolute favorite images from your adventures every year? Tell us what year and where it is uh, that mm-hmm. you snap the image. And I'd love to share those with our audience on weatherjazz.com. Uh, mm-hmm. Today's episode is number uh, 242 for those uh, making a, uh, yeah, how about that? And that's season two. So, uh, yeah, we've got a, quite a few. And and we just, Jeff, recently uh, hit a milestone for season two. We had over 50,000 downloads to Weather Jazz, which is a really cool number. So now, now we're striving up and, and waiting for 100,000. Uh, wow. I, I know this episode is going to bring us closer to it because people have a great interest in fall foliage at this time of year. So would you share some of those photos uh, and uh, we can post those on weatherjazz.com? Great. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah. What is on the agenda for this coming weekend? Where are you heading? Uh, we're heading up into the Northeast Kingdom, up to Craftsbury, mm-hmm. and we're going to be exploring the little villages and towns of uh, the Northeast Kingdom, which is uh, the northeastern corner of Vermont. Um, they often refer to it as the NEK, which is mm-hmm. the Northeast Kingdom. And um, it's just Peachum and Groton uh, State Park and all these beautiful areas up there to explore. And um, uh, people will be able to find these things on my blog, which is jefffoliage.com. And uh, they, from there, they can also leap over. We have a new Facebook group, which has uh, about 6,300 uh, people on it since we started it last year, wow. uh, all posting their pictures of what's current, what they're currently seeing. Wow. That's so awesome. if you want to see what the current status is, this Facebook group is key. Just go to any blog article uh, on our web, my website, jefffoliage.com, and you can sp- you, you'll be able to find all these things. But um uh, you know, that way we want to create it as a tool. It's not just to come in and post a meme. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to mm-hmm. see what you saw this today or yesterday. And that's what we're hoping it becomes. What I'm going to do, Jeff, is provide all of the links that you just mm-hmm. mentioned on weatherjazz.com so people can easily find them and then uh, follow if, if they're mm-hmm. on Facebook, uh, et cetera. 
I certainly will be a new follower. I didn't know that that group existed, so I'll be uh, <laughs> plopping in there and okay. uh, I, and perhaps even posting a few photos from Northeast Ohio when we hit peak right around October 15th, plus or minus uh, a few days. Mm-hmm. And by the way, when you're in the Northeast Kingdom this weekend, uh, perhaps you've already sampled their breakfast, but uh, I highly recommend the Miss Lindenville Diner in Lindenville, Vermont. You probably have been there. I have been through there. I don't think I've ever stopped there. I'll make it a oh. point to stop there for breakfast. Yeah, I think it's right along Route 5 in, in Lindenville on the south side, just south of downtown. But, uh, oh, mm-hmm. the breakfasts there are just amazing, but beyond amazing. And, and perhaps I might <laughs> even spot a photo or, or two on Facebook after this weekend. So, mm-hmm. uh, and give everyone in the Northeast Kingdom, because that was my old stomping grounds uh, when I went to school at Linden State College in Vermont, mm-hmm. now Northern Vermont University. Uh, but uh, yeah, that, that has a very special place in my heart. So say hi to everybody uh, in the NEK this weekend. <laughs> no problem, Andre. We can do that. Jeff, it was a real pleasure to have you. Please come back anytime. And if you uh, would like to uh, update us at any point, maybe at the end of the fall foliage season, you can come back mm-hmm. and let us know what your favorite spots were. And uh, we'll do it again next year, too, if uh, you uh, have some time. I know you're busy at this time of year, but we certainly appreciate the time you took to be with mm-hmm. us today. Okay. Well, thank you for having me on the show today, Andre. Appreciate it. Well, I certainly am looking to the upcoming fall foliage season. Looks like the weather cooperated pretty much this year. I'm anticipating some really bright colors, and maybe I'll even catch some of your images and post them right here on weatherjazz.com over the course of the next several weeks. In fact, this morning, I took my drone at sunrise and put it up uh, about 100 feet in the air and took some aerials. And you can really start to see the color pop in much of our backyard. So you don't have to go very far to see that. There are a couple of real nice hot spots here in Northeast Ohio. But I will tell you this, if you are really looking to treat yourself to some absolutely Stunning color on the backdrop of some stunning landscape. New England, especially central and northern New England, is uh, something that you really ought to consider sometime. And if you have a little free time this weekend or next weekend, you may want to take a quick little jaunt over to parts of central New York, upstate New York, central and northern New England. I'm going to provide right here on weatherjazz.com episode number 242 all those links that we talked about from Jeff today so that you can keep track of what he's doing and check out his gallery. He's uh, constantly uploading new pictures of the fall foliage across New England in particular. So go check it out. All those links are available at weatherjazz.com episode number 242. And 42. Well, this program would not be possible without your involvement. I want to give special thanks to those of you that continue to partner and support Weather Jazz from Vermont, Victoria Singer, where the fall foliage will be peak. Also from Vermont, 
Kian Galunas. In Ohio, where the fall foliage will peak in a couple of weeks, Dale Osborne, Will Antonio Krause and family, Christine Barnes, and Rose Moore. In Florida, where they cannot boast any of fall foliage colors, Bill Martin. Sorry, Bill, you're going to have to come for a visit if you want to see fall foliage color. And in Tennessee, in the Nashville area, Andrea Rich. They do get a little bit of fall foliage. It comes in November there, some color on some of the deciduous trees that far south. Well, I'd love to add your name to that list, and it's easy to become a supporter. All you have to do is click on the supporter tab at the top of weatherjazz.com. You will see the list of supporters there, and I'd love to add your name to it. The instructions on how to do that right there on the website. If you have a question or topic suggestion, I welcome your input. You can easily reach me at weatherjazz at yahoo.com and also via the Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect line. And that's 234-525-5888. 234-525-5888. Listen to the prompts and leave your message. I may use your message in a future episode of Weather Jazz, just in case you're calling to give us either a question or a topic suggestion. And if you're listening to this podcast via maybe your car and you can't exactly transcribe that information easily, don't worry. Just go to weatherjazz.com, click on the contacts tab at the very top. All of that information will be available there for you. If you're listening to Weather Jazz via one of the many podcast apps available, remember to subscribe so that you can automatically download every episode as I make them available. And I would love it if you would leave a review on that podcast app if it is available. And by the way, if you're in the Cleveland, Ohio area or plan to visit or simply traveling through, you can catch my 5 p.m. and 7 p.m. weekday weather segments on WJW Television, Fox 8, or online live at fox8.com, also at weatherjazz.com. Just click on the live Fox 8 tab and click play, and you'll be able to watch from that website as well. Enjoy the weekend and start enjoying the beautiful fall color. Your best day this weekend in Northeast Ohio will be Saturday. Showers move in Sunday, and so the colors might not be as bright and as readily visible. However, we're still a couple of weeks away from peak here. But in New England, this weekend and next weekend will be stellar, as Jeff told us. So you have lots of opportunities. You have lots of options here for the next few. And I look forward to seeing your pictures. Just send them on over, weatherjazz at yahoo.com. And I may post a few as we get deeper and deeper into the fall foliage season. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll see you on Monday. Weather and science across the globe. Jazz Podcast.